0: Anywhere, have seen matters. It is Friday. The three of me goes a perfect way to kickstart your Newcastle United weekend. Sponsored, of course, by New Workwear. But thank you very much uh, for the sponsorship as always. New won't work work. Good bunch of lads down there and uh, good to see them back on the show. Uh but it's all about Tunali You can see the lads' names. Keith Patterson's got it there under his name. It's, uh, it's a Marquee signing, Keith.
1: It's it's awesome. Um I've got a mate who lives in Milan. Um he's only been there two years and he he watches both teams play. And he's, he's surprised, he's surprised, he, he, he's surprised because he thought Inter Milan would have to sell. So he thought there was more chance to get the player out of Inter. And he didn't think, yes, he Milan were in need of selling as much. So he thought we'd have failed with him. Um, said, what's he like? He said, strong. He says he's chewy. <laughs> so he can chew on and he plays Mr. Mitchell because he's a king of shithousery. Um, he says he's very persistent. He said um, he, 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 some people would call him aggressive. Um, Good. Never ever gives up. And the big thing he said: this lad this lads was a hell of a footballer. He said. He said the one thing about okay, he'll get even better. He said the lad who's got 15 cups for Italy now, and his cap the only 21s. He said he he will get better. He says he says you've probably bought one of the top people out of Italy. So yeah, I just I was sat there and I picked myself up off the floor and uh, <laughs> just just start laughing, and I just think it's it's typically Newcastle again where where we are going at peers for the right character. When you get a when you get someone who's capped with only twenty ones and plays for the national team at that age, and he's still a, he's still a young lad. Um, them's the characters that we want to bring in, and and people that expect us to bring in the pre Madonnas. 20, 29 year old who's who's on crazy money. Uh but but the, the thing that I like most about this lad was there was the same no hesitation. And this the, the failing of my palgot in Italy was that um that that there's never been any hint that he was gonna pull out when Newcastle come in for him. He wanted a comb and that was it. Um and there's supposed to be similar utterance gone in the Italian press from the Unit Twenty One party that he's can't wait to go to Newcastle. So it's it, you know, when you hear there's other players we'll no doubt talk about tonight and 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 I, and I think I think sometimes we imagine people don't want to come when really the club their club doesn't want them to come. But but when you're going in Italy and you get a young player like that whose whole life was AC Milan, um, and then he's just been sold the Newcastle Dream and he wants to come and leave his leave his country and come here. It's amazing. I mean, it's, it's another Botman, it's another Bruno, it's another Isaac. And, it, and it's, it's, it's the age, is phenomenal. I mean, our, 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 our cluster of diamonds, uh, you know, Bruno's the oldest of 25. You've got these people, 23-year-old and, and, you know, 21s and things like that. Like, like, we're going for people the right age. And like, like I know we talk on the show about different players, we throw them around. A lot of people were saying, oh, Ward-Prowse, Ward-Prowse. Like twenty-eight year old, twenty twenty-nine coming up, and you see them people, and you think we're going to lose people this year. But I love the way Newcastle wood after young people. I think it's, I think it's encouraging. And I, and I think when you get a kid who at that age, who can push himself about, and and there's a clip a lot of you were seeing on social media where he was, you know there was a lad fouled one of his players, and he was in his face and pushed him away. And I love that mate. I love I love a player that stands his ground and that you know fights for the shirt. But Amazing, um, if, if that you know, when when he becomes the first sign, and what I want I want to get across the line, and, and, and it just makes you think who's next because we've all got names on the end of our tongues that we that we want to talk about, and I think tonight instead of getting sidetracked on, you know, like some arsey ticket thing or something like that, I think us, lad, us five are better off <laughs> being a bunch of dreamers and talking about who could come. And and what it'll mean castle but this this kid is is everything that we need. You know, he's. He, I think he'll develop into a real hard man. I think he's that kind of kind of ilk. That's what they're saying. So brilliant, absolutely over the moon. Never been. I don't. i just just buzzing for 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 August to start because, um, it, it, sky's the limit.
0: Sky's the limit, uh, George. It's um, a great signing. I mean, obviously, just needs to got the i's and crossed the t's but uh, the medical seems to have gone well everything everything seems to be in uh you know in line for a for a big announcement and unveiling probably sometime next week but uh that's a great that's a great signing george
2: well it, it's been done the way you lads have been saying all along trust the process and as soon as it, i never thought of anything about this until the, the word came out that Dan Ashworth was on his way to Milan, and then I knew that something was going to happen, and and that's what we've got to believe in. That's what we've got to trust in. This kid is, is I mean what I can find on online of, of videos of him playing, um he's he's special before he even gets here he's special, and uh, or like as Keith says he's one of these people uh, who um stand his ground he not he not give way he'll he'll give, he'll give the uh, uh, likes of this, the, the Manchester United Brazilian, what Casabino it he, give him a makings of a dog because he's just as hard and twice as clever by the look of it. No, I'm I'm absolutely delighted. This is this is fantastic. But what's also fantastic is the way that um, the club, I think, deliberately deflects away from what they're doing and lets everybody talk about this one and that one. While in the background, they're doing the real deal. And that's, that's so important. I mean, for years, we've been uh, second-guessed by journalists and all the rest of it. And things that would rather not be seen uh, have sneaked into the press when we didn't want them to. But the other thing I like about this one, and Keith, Keith said it as well, is that this lad seems too desperate to come. There's no ifs or buts about, I might come, I'll, I need to talk to this. I need to talk to my wife. I need to talk to the girlfriend. No trouble like that. He wants to come. End of story. And within, within an hour of hearing Ashworth was on his way to uh, Milan, um, it was, you know, Italian press had it that his, his agent was talking to the, the, the manager directors of Milan. So, you know, it, it's all been done in a very, very professional way, which, which I think is fantastic. Um, and as a long time supporter, I've got to say it, it does do me good to watch all the flutterings in the in the uh, uh <laughs> on, on Twitter and everywhere else about what Newcastle's doing, about how we're destroying football, how football. Neville, yeah, how Gary Neville thinks you uh, UA, uh, should ban Saudi Arabia and all <laughs> that, you know, this is just. Yeah, it's lovely because he's, he's getting a us. Well, fine, thanks, Gary. Uh, we'll be here for a long time, and you're going to be one of the people that's going to have to suffer that we are here for a long time. So that that does make me proud as well. I, I, I love to see it, and uh, long may it continue. But I think it's uh, this young man could be. In fact, that midfield. If if we have those three in midfield, it could be with her for ten years. It it beggars belief. It beggars yeah. belief. You know, and, and that scale. So, super, absolutely great for me. Uh,
0: anyhow, building a team, Steve, a bit like Dennis, Oz, Neville, Barry, Wayne, and uh, Bomber, and Moxie. Um, you know, it's, it's yeah. got a real Avida's Imper feel about it now, hasn't it? They're, they're building it on stern
3: stuff on the time these days. Absolutely. Uh, I think what's good about it as well, Steve, is that, uh, and what's exciting, Is that the the caliber of player that we've been linked with so far? I mean, Barella at the start of the week, um, and last weekend, and you think you're looking at that and thinking surely not, and then obviously that was one of the one of the key sort of targets that that fell by the wayside. Um, But they go across the road in Milan and uh, around the corner in the ground and uh, decide to go for another target, Um, somebody slightly younger, somebody just as exciting. Um, and somebody who wants to come to the Cast United by all accounts. Um, and it just shows you that they've obviously done an awful lot of homework in the, you know, in the, in the last sort of nine months since, uh, <laughs> since probably the start of last season, You know, thinking, well, if we get the Champions League, and we've talked about this in the past, you, know, you, have, a, you have a plan A, plan B and plan C, and you look at the targets and, and then all of a sudden we're going for Italian internationals, um, Italian quality, um, an Italian what can you say? Um, absolutely you know, star quality. You know, players that the Italian press are raving about, players that Italian fans don't want to leave that club because they saw themselves as building around them. But I think w- what we've got with Milan, AC, anyway, what we've got there is the fact that you know, it's a club in turmoil, um, it's a club financially, um, really, really struggling, um. It's a club that's just had a takeover um and obviously they've also lost Maldini and uh, somebody put up there what about any any word on Theo Hernandez and you go you know what wouldn't be surprised because there's another young lad um well relatively young 25 who uh, was brought in by Maldini Maldini's gone now and uh, you know from, from by all accounts Yeah, the the lad that we're picking up was also one of Maldini's targets, you know, somebody that Maldini rated very highly. So I think there's an awful lot of behind the scenes shenanigans going on and and we're taking advantage of it. And uh, that's why why we've got Dan Ashworth there. That's why Steve Nixon's been doing his homework. And uh, it just shows you that sometimes homework does pay off. So exciting time, Steve. Yeah, massively exciting times.
0: And uh, Mitch, it's um, uh, yeah, it, it's one of those signings which came from stage left. I think uh, Johnny Tumba Life's made the the point already. Nobody'd even heard of this lad, and then you know, lo and behold, yeah. medical's booked in, and um, looks like he's on his way.
4: And We've said that's for ages. How much of a transition that's been in the club to see us now not leaving like a in the back room. You know, so many things that used to get out very easily now don't appear at all. Um, and I think you're seeing the the, the fallibility of Italian football. at There's many clubs there that are desperate for the cash injection of one form or another for many different reasons. And so um, if, we, if we have been focusing on Italy, if we have been focusing on, on Serie A, um, I would suspect that's, that's a place where we might nick another couple from. Not necessarily the same club, but other clubs in Italy are vulnerable. There's no doubt about that. You know, in, I need money. Um, Juventus would, would dock points and have missed out on qualification yeah. for the Champions League. They'll need money. Um, so there's a lot of things potentially could happen there. Um, and watching everybody else shit their pants, well, initially trying to link us to what's happening in Saudi with their own need, which the, the link actually is tenuous at best. But now we've gone in and gone, there's a marker, hello, and and just strode in and, and gone to Milan and taken one of the best young players they've had for a long, long time. Um, but equally, the homework on the player must have been great, to see how, how keen he was to buy into the dream, as it were. Because we're still selling a dream. We to, you know, we, we, one Champions League qualification doesn't make a summer in all that. You know, we, we've done, we've performed on the pitch, we above expectation. But this is the power that now is in my hands. We we'll have a financial, and a physical, on the playing side advantage to say, want to come play Champions League football, want to come set the set the world alight in the Premier League, I want us want the world to see how good you are, when you. Come forward with our group of players who are all bought into this dream as well. And I think that's the kind of caliber of signing we're going to make. I can see us making another few of them um, similar and taking advantage of the positions that certain clubs are in, um, be that because of financially or be that because they're in turmoil and have undergone change recently. Uh, don't underestimate the change of Maldini's departure from the sameland you know that that would be like having Shearer in a director of football role at the Castle United, and you want have coming in and him falling out with Shearer and saying right there's the door, and and so I think that's a that's a scenario we would all understand. Um, that's that's the difference here, um, and you you can see the Italian journalists scrambling. I saw one of them today saying, well he was never going to be a one club man like Maldini or Bollocks, that's what you wanted them to be. That's what you wanted them to be 12 months ago. Um, but football changes so quickly now, and the people are with the power are the people are with the money and with the access to the elite competitions. And we have both,
0: it's mm, a good point. And uh, thanks to Barry Hogan, as uh, most of you know, is uh, week in, week out, compiling the list of uh, players that have been linked with Newcastle. As you know, we always reveal uh, what the the total is when we do the professional show, which is this Sunday, um, tea time, five o'clock, I think uh, Mitch, uh, Stu and I uh, agreed. Um, So I'll go on to that. But he he does point out that on the 12th of June was the first time that Tenali's name was linked with Newcastle United. And uh, where was it first seen? Well, it was seen in NUFC blog. Uh, So they have clearly picked it up from one of those uh, foreign network papers and uh, stuck it out under the Newcastle United timeline.
4: Tell me who's been reporting on it significantly is actually Sky Germany. Sky News Germany have taken a massive interest in what Newcastle United are doing. I've seen a a few little reports from there. um, They're exceptionally well-versed in Newcastle United at the moment in Sky Germany. And so don't, I think if that's a route where things might come to the public from, that's a place to have a little look at, you know. I mean, I'll, I'll try and keep tabs on it as and when I can, because as, as you know, I speak German, so I can I can follow it quite closely. So. Um, but that, that's where a lot of it's coming from.
0: That's from back in the day when you used to work with Dennis, uh, Neville, Oz, Barry and uh, the gang,
4: right,
0: um in the hut. Of course, uh, Danny Craig says a uh, Madison won't happen in my opinion, and if he's already banging on about uh, going to Spurs. And frankly, I don't want to. Mitch, I'm going to let you start on this one because the Madison deal is is, is excited, frustrated in equal yes. measure. Um, it's been, you know, a, a transfer link to Newcastle for the last three transfer windows. The relegation of Leicester probably leads everybody to think that it's going to be easier to do the deal when, in fact, it seems to be more difficult. We've got rumours and uh, counter-rumours of him uh, wanting to come, not wanting to come, his last wanting to shop in Harrods rather than shop uh, in Phoenix. The whole thing really is just, you know, it's become a bit of a, a circus, and, and that's not what Newcastle United do. If, I, I think it's off.
4: In my opinion, if it doesn't come to fruition, and I don't think it will come to fruition... The the people to blame are not the player and Bless not you. his missus. Yes, Bless thank you, Keith. Thank you, Keith. Yes, that's who's to blame. And that player may accept a move elsewhere um, and he may actually get more money going somewhere else as well. But my understanding is there is absolutely nothing on the player or his family or his agent or anything about this. About the, 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 the any move to Newcastle falling through, it's quite clear the Newcastle players in the England squad were strong on and during the, the during the two weeks they were together, um, and they seemed quite happy about that, and he seemed quite happy about that. Um, but something's not going to come to fruition, and the reason is not the player, not his misses. It's Leicester City. Reading that, while you know?
0: Yeah, no, I think I think we're probably all agreed, Steve. Are we that um, this one's just it's got a it's just got a feeling that it's just dragged on too long. Um, I haven't been excited about any of the stuff that I've seen in the newspapers, despite my joking uh, tweet this week of uh, Callum Wilson, Kieran Trippier, and uh, James Madison all on the bench together. I've got a few uh, bites on that one, didn't I? Um, Seeing all the great to see all the Newcastle players together, but yeah, I mean, you know, joking aside, I think you know there's probably more chance of, of another name coming in, you know, and, and I think Sibusi gone quiet on him. Um, you
3: know, I hope they do sign him now that I've learned how to see his name. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I, I was glad, Steve, when you said dragging on, it's only the 23rd of June. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, well, I haven't even mentioned you know, that. But, yeah, but... but we're a club that does my business early now. Uh, so that, that's uh, <laughs> that's you know, this is this is the new new face in Newcastle United. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought that Tottenham was a stalking horse personally. Um, then I spoke to somebody, um, in the press who who said, no, they're not. They're, they're, they're deadly serious. Um, they obviously just got a new manager in, in Posta Coglu. Um, he's now looking at, I suppose, his squad. I, I doubt that they were talking to Posta six weeks ago and saying, by the way, we're going to buy uh, James Madison and him going, yeah, I want you to do that. You know, I think Tottenham do their, their business slightly different to Chelsea. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we've... we've but we i think we're looking elsewhere i think that i think there'll be you know another, another new face next week um it wouldn't surprise me and i think that uh you know when a ship does start to sail you might as well let it just carry on out the harbor and, and out the sea because uh you know we we're, we're looking at it and going you know bigger fish to fry better players out there and that phrase that Keith's always used which is there's there, there are better players financially in terms of the economics and um, better bargains to be had in Europe. Um and maybe maybe oh, no. somebody at the club's been listening to Keith and decided, you know mm. what, right? Um or maybe Keith's been talking to somebody in the club. I don't know. But there are better the better are better deals out there because you know you've got the likes of Leicester who are, you know, turning around and saying 65 million, 70 million, 72 million, whatever it happens to be, you know, putting putting you know another five, six, seven million on the on the price of the player and um, when deals are agreed, allegedly. So um you know I think um, there's,
4: there's, it's there's it's there's players out there who are sorry players out there. Players out there who are hungrier as well.
3: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you know it's 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 silly season anyway, isn't it? Um when it comes to, you know, everybody has an opinion on, on what the value of a footballer is. And you just have to look at what's happening with uh, Declan Rice, you know, 80 million, 90 million, 100 million. You know, it, it, it used to go up in ones. Now it goes up in tens. <laughs> tens that's like me doing it. an auction. Yeah, it is. It's it's a, it's, a, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. But uh, yeah, if, if Madison's not available or, you know, Lester don't want to play a ball, um, that's Lester's problem. Which brings me into another aspect because we can we can throw this around later on but there was a time where people said that you know a club like Leicester was the best run club the model that Southampton had was a brilliant model at the moment it's Brighton it's the model Um none of them are sustainable because they all rely on selling players you oh, know Leicester's, Leicester's model has relied on them selling players for big money you know uh, in DD and then for fauna and, and such like Southampton. I mean Southampton was just a, a track for, for Liverpool. And I suspect that Brighton will probably go down exactly the same route. Um, so when people were standing up a few years ago and saying that our business model was rubbish and we should have we you know we should look at Leicester and we should look at Southampton as being the, the, the club and the you know the way to manage things all they've ended up with is a nice training ground <laughs> and now they're in now they're in the championship.
0: Yeah, Mark Byers, as I missed what Mitch said, he said it's um, Leicester to blame, mate. I think most of us agree as well. It just seems as if they Look, you can understand Leicester's predicament. They need to make as much money as they possibly can from the assets they've got because they've just found themselves in the wrong division. So, you know, you, you just it's one of those situations. George, Madison, I mean, it's... Well, I, I just think it's... You know, he would have been a great signing. He would have been a better signing three
2: windows ago, though, for me. I was just going to say, if... It would be bad enough if this was the first window that we've talked about him. But we've been talking about him for at least three windows. And not once in that period of time have I got an impression that James Madison was not going on the manager's door saying, I want to go to Newcastle. I want to go to Spurs. I want to go... All the time when we've been talking about Madison, my one question has been his commitment, his desire... Does he, is he bothered about being in Champions League? Is he bothered about winning silverware? I'm I'm still to be convinced about that. So if it doesn't happen, I, I for one, won't be sorry. In fact, I've got to be honest, if there was a Leicester player who uh, interests me and I wouldn't mind seeing him sign up with us, it's the winger Barnes, whatever his, his name is. Uh, he's got Piers to burn and I wouldn't mind seeing him under anyhow. But if Madison doesn't come, I, I won't break my heart. I've got to say... As I say, my my issue is about his commitment. And I agree with you, lads, it lest they're being uh, um not naive, bloody greedy is, is how I would put it. At the end of the day. They yes they want money, but they don't just want money. They want they want uh, you know, take where our sockets are eyes out of sockets and come back for the, uh, the the sockets later. No, um lest they're being terribly greedy and and. Uh, <laughs> As I say, I'm, I'm not convinced about Madison's uh, commitment. to Anything really?
0: No, de- definitely not. Don't go breaking your heart, my George. Not when uh, Elton Jones on it. glass this weekend. Keith, uh, Madison, it's dragged on, hasn't it, mate?
1: It has dragged on, but but there's a lot of things happened. I mean, somebody I was talking to somebody yesterday, and, and they said I'm disappointed because they had the heart on getting them, and I says, I says I'm not. You know, I'm not and I never have been. Um, I think he's a good player. I think you'd bring something in Newcastle. Uh, but I think I think his edges get on the wrong side when there's younger people abroad. I think Sir is, is is a better footballer. I think he offers more on the pitch. I think when Leicester struggled I think that they were looking for heroes to keep them up. They were looking for it, it's like it's like when Bruce was, was messing on with our lot and, and you were begging Maxi to create a goal out of nothing. And Leicester played some ordinary games towards the end of last season. And that's when the real, you know, that, that's when I went off TaylorMans. You know, they talk about him and I just thought, well, he's not, for, for me, he's not, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't think TaylorMans could play out with high press. I don't think he's got the, the, the engine. To play the new castle Eddie House style, so so when I looked at that, that side, I was expecting Taylor and Madison to come on their own and to keep them up because that's George covered it off. George described as, I don't, I didn't hear him knocking on doors. It's like that's an old phrase you'd use to say, you know, when, when a player think, think about when Dubravka went to Man United, like he, he went and apparently came back because his missus couldn't settle. That's what the story is. But, but for whatever reason, he shouldn't have gone because they wouldn't give us a player. But the story goes that, that he really wanted to go and he made it known he wanted to go, so they let him go. Well, George is saying, did Madison make it known? Because it was mega, mega money they wanted to pay and it would have been life-changing for Madison if he'd come here at the start of it. But instead, we went for like rubbish players like Dan Byrne and we went and got a young kid from... Holland who couldn't get in the Dutch side called Bottom, And and we went and bought a kid that was untried, really. And he was, you know, hitty missy and same write-ups I'm seeing from Subosley now. They were saying about Isaac. A month ago, well, he's only got seven goals, and he hasn't had a good season this season. He's not really good. Isaac's in a different league than Madison. Like like to me, he's 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 on a different level. But but I think Madison's a good player, but 60 million and his age and the players we've got are then say, what are we getting extra? And I don't think we're getting an Isaac. I think Isaac brings something in your castle nobody else has got. And I think Madison's skills is in that squad already. And I think he would be a good player. I think he would be a good signing, but I'd rather see Sabosley there all day long because from the off, that's where I've backed, you know, my hopes. Uh I think I think Subostly's, he's dead ball kicking, he'll take a lot of pressure off. Uh, Trippier, yeah. he, he, he creates goals out of nothing, but he's just a, he's just he's he's captain hungry, he's just got a great attitude, a great will to win. And to me, Sabosti has the attitude of Tonali, he's got the same kind of kind of fight and will to win. He, you know, he captains don't become captains for no reason. And if you've got a Trippier on the pitch and you've got Tonali, who's a captain material. Botman's capable of being a captain. Joe Litton's capable of being a captain. You know what I mean? And, and I think Sir Bosley's that guy. So that's why I'm not getting excited. If he comes, great. He'll do a job. But but I remember at the start of the season reading articles and people wanted Madison and Ward-Prowse. And I thought, Jesus God, I hope not. I hope I hope our chances of getting into, into the Champions League and going in pot four, because we're just, we just there. You know, we win in the also-runs. I hope that it's not going to be climbing into that league of exclusivity with 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 people of that age, because I'd rather I'd rather chill on and chill on and chill on with winners and fighters and people who do get in your face for two years until all them people flourish and they all build the team you talked about, you know, like the Alpha Edison team where one fights, they all fight, and 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 that's that's what's happened in your castle, that, 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 that Eddie House had the balls and we all know the story about when he first met you know, some of the owners and, and, and some of the Saudis and they offered, him, they offered him some of the big name players and he just didn't want them he said he didn't be good for the dressing room but he's he's hung in there and Eddie Howe hasn't gone out and brought in the people who you, you know Pogba was mentioned Neymar was mentioned but, but Eddie Howe has done it with crafters and and if he brings in a Tenali, and if 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 he could get some, obviously he's, 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 he's a great player. And and it's them people that will take you a castle and shock people and jump his legs rather than the people that they tout round. Because the majority, if you just read the press, we're getting Tenney at fullback, we're getting Madison, we're getting Ward Prowse, and and we're getting uh, Barnes, and we're getting a kid from Everton, like uh, it's kid kid from um, from Chelsea uh, that went to Crystal Palace on loan. What they call that kid with the blonde hair?
4: Go
1: Gallagher, go. Go Gallagher, Connor Gallagher. All in five are good players, and all in five will do a job for you. But I don't think they'll bridge the gap between Arsenal and Man City, and, and I think you know I think there is a gap. And I think last year, you know, like when when we went, you know, we got beat off Arsenal home. We had to put hands in the end, say yeah, we were beaten fairly. We went Arsenal away. We went to play our normal game. We had to change and we had to hang on it away. And there's them gaps, but I think with the people they're bringing in now, and I think and I think and I think these people are abroad, and like Steve Fierce he said earlier, I think the values in Europe still, and it's amazing where there was a lot of value years ago in France, and, and we, we spent times eighteen months ago in France, but now we've gone Italy, we've gone you know we apparently apparently we we're touring it at the minute, it's like, it's like Monte Carlo, it just, it, it's like, it's like a rally, because the they, they event is one minute, and they, I just hope they don't forget to go to Napoli and pick me Manosovic up on the way back. <laughs> <up> the
0: <laughs> you start a rumour off, Benny says, any worries about Tonani not settling in England, we'll just take him to Portofino's Benny and introduce him yeah, to Malverno exactly. on his days off, he'll be fine. <laughs> Uh, Okay, hey, that half an hour uh, flew over. Uh, As always, plenty to get through on the show. Uh, I think it's about time that we had a date I met. We're asking to send in photographs of you Meeting somebody from Newcastle United, past or present Big thanks to Terry For this one, him and Mickey Quinn He scored so many goals He said, uh, but uh, looks like That was at the Fed, back in the days uh, When it had curtains that you last saw When you were burying your grandma, but uh, thanks (laughs) Terry For that one, Uh, great photograph If you've got a photograph of yourself meeting somebody From Newcastle United, past or present Send it over to me and we will feature You on the show so we can play this lovely music The Bainbridge says uh, a couple of years ago, Sam Fender and then Ella Fitzgerald Tribute Act decided to open a restaurant, it went bankrupt as no one would eat at Sam and Ella's.
3: <laughs> Very good, Arthur,
0: Very uh, good. I like it. Uh,
3: pretty
0: and good. We, all, and we, do know, we do know that the chat likes me to sing on the show. So, Tom Lynch is sent, sending a couple of songs which you've probably all seen on there uh, Twitter. Oh, he came from Milan in a fiat with Dan. That's Tinoli. Oh, he's fast with his oh. legs. passed well, pasta for Greg's? That's Ternoli. That's very good, isn't it? All right. Fantastic. The Whitney Houston version. Oh, I want to dance with Ternoli. I want to win the league with Ternoli. Yeah, I want to dance with Ternoli. With Ternoli the Geordie. Which one did you like best, George?
2: Oh, both great. But stick the your I, I, <laughs> I meant the song's
0: not my performance, you chicken bugger. Anyway, I think
1: they're both well written. They're both well, <laughs> they're just both well written. They'll both well written. Yes, Keith. Bye. Bye. Sean
0: asks a question. He says, a question, lads, when talking with tease targets, I like that. I like that phrase. Tease yeah. targets. Peace do you think man. they show a video compilation of our fans on a match day, Keith? Because it's unmatched in England. So that's a great question, Sean. Do you, do you think the show war flags and do you think they show the passion and people walking up to the ground and the burger vans, Keith? And war flags, of course.
1: I, 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 I don't think it will do any of that. I think, I think Newcastle's now announced on the world stage. I think, I, think, I think everybody can look at the Champions League and I think the days are... I think, I think if you missed out on Champions League, that's what I said when people were talking about the, the importance of winning the, the Carabao Cup, if, if you'd won the Carabao Cup and you'd come sixth in the league, you wouldn't be getting Tenales. It's a fact of life. Them people are all interested in Champions League. It's, it's like, it's, it's, it's what the people want to do and better themselves. And, and when you look at it, it I think, I, I might be wrong, but I think it was a Milan in pot three because that, that's a drop for them. Uh, but when you, when, you, when you look at it, we're in number four Man United's in two, Rangers are in three. Like, we need to climb to be a pot two and a pot one. That's what we've got to do. And, and what when you climb climbing up from pot four to three to two to one, these players know about it and players talk about it. Players talk about in and, and so as far as Newcastle goes, everybody knows that's a huge project. Everybody knows it's owned by the richest company in the world. Everybody knows that Newcastle will... Be round the Champions League for the next 10 years. Um, so so the players see that. Nice if they play a video and showed I, I honestly think I think they'll they'll hear about it, but uh, I think they'll all get a shock. I think when they turn up and see flags flying and see the displays that go on pre-match and see just the atmosphere that, that comes with it. And and to be honest, I think the big thing that'll shock them the most is the way support. I think when you go to the away game, Newcastle are renowned for singing, you know, singing all game long and giving the kind of support that very few of the teams do. I mean, we, we judge people who come to St. James's and, and some of them, you know, don't take the allocation and you don't hear from them. But but Newcastle, wherever they go, they heard throughout. So I think that's sh- I think that surprises the botmans of the world and the Brunos and the Isaacs. I think they were support. So uh, just the city. The fact that that it's so passionate, but but I think people underestimate Newcastle people. The city of Newcastle is one of the friendliest places in the world. You know what I mean? It's 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 it's, it's not like going to Birmingham. It's not like you know going to West Sussex. It's just totally there's something about when you cross that bridge and you, you you go at the when you wherever you park or wherever you walk to or match day, the place is bouncing and and it's bouncing now not because of because we expect, or we self entitle it's bouncing because we compete again, and we have hope in our bellies, and 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 that rubs off, and and you know the, the Dan Burns of the world and the long of the world help translate that to the dressing room. But the big thing is Joe Linton, Joe you know, Bruno. They saw, you know, people say, "Oh, Liverpool's going to buy Bruno. What a bugger shite there's no way in the world is Bruno going to Liverpool and leaving Newcastle United because he absolutely loves the place. There's no way Joe Linton's leaving. And, that, and what we're building is something that, like, I think George 2 on earlier, five, six, seven, eight years, There's a, this hardcore can play together. This team can play together. And, and if, if we get three diamonds in, ah, I think we'll get another couple uh, before the window closes. And, and, and you put three in that team and then next one you put another three you, 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 you'd be fighting for the Champions League you'd be, you'd, be, you'd be wanting to win the league And win the Champions League Rather than just say, oh Christ, we've entered We've qualified That's where it's going, that's where it's heading
0: David Cook says, June, who's now saying We can't afford Madison, I love it I just love all yeah. <laughs> I love all this garbage That comes I out, I really do but, but uh, Steve,
1: Steve yeah, 75, but- 75 million Was our budget Ah, 75 yeah, yeah. million, we've the already first, spent it. And the, fir, the first sign is 70 million euro. Well, unless we've got a hell of a conversion rate, then I kind of give and i to Spain. They, they, someone's gone wrong, but 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 <laughs> they're they, they telling us 75 million that's the pot. They've been they've been Italy, they've looked at, at, Juventus straight, at Italy, the event is strike, they look at that. DeMarco plays the full back, they've looked at two midfield players. Like they're going around with it, the biggest shopping trolley, in Italy and hiring people in the shopping trolley. And then people yeah. saying, Oh, we're going to only spend 70 million though. Shut up, man. Exactly. Honestly, and we, and the, the day they said that, we went around the panel, and I think the lowest on here said, We'll spend 150. So the lowest one here said, The the out times two, and then Wasumbu said, It'll be over 200. And that's that's you know, that's Whatever happens, they'll find a way. they will find a way around this. They will.
0: They will. And, and interesting stuff flying around all the time. Simon Farimond just posted that Sky Italia journalist Gianluca D'Amasio state has stated Newcastle have spoken to Juve about Chiesa availability, and that was posted 20 minutes ago. Um, you know the, the playing spotters have got Dan Ashworth playing in Leipzig now, so the Sabosley link has reappeared uh, again tonight on the um, uh, on Newcastle World, of course, which uh, Liam. Liam and the lads uh get some great stuff on there, Jordan, and that probably uh, for me the the best journalist in the northeast. So you know for me um it's exciting. George, um showing videos of the fans is, is excellent. Palio Artie in the yeah. chat as well said that there's a there's a thing on the website which which shows you the that you know just shows you the the club, and I guess all they need to do is send a link on the website to, to any any player and agent, and um, you know th- th- this, there'll be agents and players clamouring to come because of what what they see, and you know there'll be a flag there'll be a flag up and all that already, won't there? Of, uh,
2: getting knocked up now by war flags of uh, of course they will, of course they will, and and uh, that's the beauty of it is that we're not just buying because the slightly younger players, um, we're not just. They're not just buying into it for themselves. They're buying into it for their families as well. He, you, you look at them. Joe Linton, Bruno, Miggy, they've all had babies in Newcastle. So they've got Geordies in the household. And those kids are going to grow up together and, and, and firm quite a big bond. And that's going to do a lot for I think, in my opinion, that's the kind of things that helps to cement the club. You know, and, and it, it used to do it years ago. I mean, people don't realise that way way back in the in the day, that Jackie Mill one of Jackie Milburn's best friends, was Len Shackled, and they played for Sunderland. And I'd come out to the fact that the Bens went to the same school, and they didn't lose that contact. They stayed in contact, with my friends, for the rest of their lives. So, and I can see that happening with uh, uh, with Miggy and uh, uh, Bruno and, and and Joe Linton and when they take their kids on the pitch. They they're just loving it. It's just all part of it, and um, I I think that's a, a big seller for anybody that's thinking of coming. If you add to that the war flags business, I think I've said on here more than once that I, I think going to the match nowadays, thanks to war flags, has suddenly become an occasion again. It's not just going to the match anymore. It's it's going and absorbing all of that before the game and during the game. And it's smashing it. It's, it's, it's a hard back to the, the old days, uh, in my opinion, when I was very young. You know, w- yes, we all went to the match together, the family, but also me and we went into Mark Tony's for an ice cream and somewhere else for this and somewhere else. And eventually we got to the ground. But uh, it was just a, in a, a day out. It was an occasion and see that happening now. It's so refreshing. But the big thing for me is when the Continentals come and they have to go out on St. James's Park with fifty-two thousand shouting down there. Yes, it'll be like it was in the First Cup. Some of them just died on the pitch. Even even uh, when they played Milan in the First Cup, they were just rattled from the from the beginning. And these are players that used to play in in big crowds. But uh, no, it it's it's just fantastic and uh, long may it continue as, as far as I'm concerned Yeah, watch. uh, six,
0: 655 watching tonight by the way thank you so much
2: for your support
0: I
1: know yeah. we're,
0: we're back on our usual time which does help but I think yeah. as well just great to have the support we we'll never take it for granted folks go on Keith you were going to say something before John,
1: our friend John Allen just put a comment on there and he said I think 75 million was the budget for this trip for Dan Ashford <laughs> to go to Italy but someone needs to ring Dan yeah. Ashford to tell him he's probably he's because he, 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 from what I've heard it's coming through. It sounds like he's he's going he's gonna to crash that budget, John. I don't think seventy-five is going to do this trip for him. I think he, yeah. I think he'll have spent more than seventy-five before he gets back. There you go.
0: Yeah, Steve. It's great, isn't it? I mean, it's 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 it, 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 we know how big this club can be. We know though that the supporters have always been the heartbeat of the the, the city and the club. Um, and to, you know, to, you know, to, to imagine that, you know, somebody like you know uh, Tonali, who's been at AC Milan all his life wants to come to Newcastle because he's been sold the project, which Bruno was clearly sold. But the fans are part of that, you know what I mean? And he will love the opportunity to play in that we know how passionate the Italians are. It'll it'll be you know it'll be
3: part of it for him, won't it, that he's playing in a stadium packed full each week, roaring them on. Yeah. You know what it is though, Steve? We we don't need videos to show Continental players, what it's like. It's in James's Park because yeah, we've been on TV, what, 28, 29, 30 times this season? You know, <laughs> Premier League, the biggest league in the world. Players from all over the world are watching. The Premier League, they want to be part of the Premier League, and they want to be part of what when they see the flags and they see the atmosphere and they see one of the you know a ground that's absolutely full to the rafters every week, and they see the way we're playing, you know that the, the number of goals we're scoring, the fact that we've got one of the strongest defences in the country, the fact that we've came from where we are to to be you know in the top four. Um, the style of football that we're playing, the smile on the faces of the players and they're thinking, I want, I want to play with a smile on my face. I want to be part of that. Can you imagine what it's like, you know, having Isak laying the ball to you and this type of thing? I, you know, when you see Bruno and the way that he that he walks around the pitch and I, I, I can do that. I want to be part of that, you know? I, I want to tackle like Joe Linton, but not get booked. That's the other thing they're probably looking at, you know? It's, it, all of this is, is part of, of what where, where the Premier League is now and what TV's done um, you know spreading the word and and you know the, yes the flags are, are are a big part of it what the flags have just got to be careful as they don't become too pretentious and don't become you know too wrapped up in themselves and i don't think they will because they're quite level-headed lads Um you know they do their own thing they know exactly what they want to want to want to put on and the displays are absolutely fantastic we we talked about it if you remember Steve back with NUFC fans united when we said to to the club and we, we sat with Lee Marshall and we said you know you, at the time we had a, an awful lot of french players and we said we we want you as a club to go out and we want to you know Bill Corkin I want I want to come in I want to tell the players what the history of the northeast is about I want to I want to you know get them to understand why we are as passionate as we are well yes there's now a video that they can watch um the, 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 but they can see the passion for themselves on the terraces because at the time it was flat as a fort, wasn't it? You know, there was just, there was nothing to excite these players, you know, other than the the, the salaries that they were being given, you know, um, and, and most of them weren't on that big a salary anyway, but most of them didn't deserve a big salary. It was, it, it was different times. So now, now we're, we're, we're a, we're a totally different beast. We're going places and um, everybody wants to be on the, on the journey. And, you, you look at you look at the clubs that we're, we're you know we're going to. I mean, Leipzig. There's a selling club. You know that that, that another club that that sells players it goes in dips the foot in the water, brings talent through. You know Dortmund are a similar one. You know they go out and they they nurture and they're not they're not frightened to sell players to England. They're not frightened to sell because the players want to be part of it as well, and the clubs see see that as part of their development. And the Premier League's bringing all the money. You know, it's like a big, it's like a big sponge. It's sponging in all the money, and you know, it's it's being shared out right across Europe. And this is this is the nature of the beast now. You know, I'm just I'm just chuffed that we're going for the quality of players that we're going for. And you know, somebody said there's cheers of the fullback, no cheers as this centre forward, Italian centre forward, he's been out for what? Uh, Quite well, he's he just had his second ACL injury um, and he's just recovered from that. Hopefully, he's had a long enough stint um, in rehab so that uh, things go all right for him. And you know, if that's the sort of player we're looking for, but we'll not be playing big money for him. You're probably talking 25, 30, maybe he's 35 at the most, probably because of his fitness and because of the way he's been and his age. And um, so, it's not necessarily another splashing out, you know, an 80 or 90 with Juve. Um, for 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 one of their one of their top players like Vlohavic who is, is somebody that I've courted and would have loved to have seen in a black and white shirt uh, of Newcastle United not a black and white shirt the is um but this is just the very fact that we're linked with these players is, is tremendous um you know international players players that are playing for their country you know in the past that it's not been the way it's been so uh, it's all positive it's all great and uh, bring it bring on you know bring on ffp you know, bring on Gary Neville, bring on the crying babies of him and, J- and Jamie Carriger. Let's see what they're going to say when they arrive here in in, in June, in uh, in August, and September when they have to cover us and see if they're still whinging about our finances.
0: <laughs> so he says, Mitch, what were you saying after Steve was saying about a plane at RP Leipzig? You were on mute.
4: No, oh, um I, God, I can't remember. It. Five minutes ago, I, I've got a memory like goldfish. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but getting back to the point that we were talking about was the, the supporters, mm. you know, the, the, it will play a part to some players, I'm
4: sure. Absolutely, and I know fine well that the club are using everything that they've done over the last season. They came out here to Dubai and did a lot of work with us, in, with the Dubai mags in the bar where we watch. Um, filming us with the, the flags that we have and the build-up that we use. Um, if you want to see what it's like going to the Dubai supporters, Uh, Twitter account, there's a few videos on there so you get a feel for what happens watching the game and and I know the club are using all those clips and some of the clips they took with us and some of the interviews they did with us Um, and I'm uh, quite sure for some players being shown what happens on the ground but then being shown and this is what it means worldwide by the way will make a big difference make a huge difference I think they're very um, proud within the region that they've got regional contacts with, with supporters clubs like ours in Dubai and we reflect the passion of the club on and off the pitch and I think for some players it could genuinely be, God I want to go and play for that, I want to go and play in front of that and then if they talk to some of the players already there <laughs> you don't need to sell it it sells itself and um, so, I think it, it could be very important for some players to see that kind of drive, to see, right, this is what you're going to be playing with, And this is where you're going to be. Um, I think it really will make a difference.
0: Yeah, no, I, I do as well. Um, but it's it's exciting times, guys. It, it really, really is. It's also exciting times uh, for John Justice allen uh, Me and uh, Keith have both seen him in the last 24 hours. He's doing well, Keith, isn't
1: he? He's amazing. Um Went out to the Italians in Whitley bill with him yesterday. He and said he appeared like, as well. It, well, he's, he's, he's you know, <laughs> know kind of. Did you let them is. off so cute? Yeah. I, 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 did you I, let them off so? Did you? I, I tell you what it is. I, 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 he, he, he wouldn't let us <laughs> peer. He wouldn't let us peer. He got the drinks, and the, the thing that surprised me is how he, he's he's on his feet, and I couldn't believe how far away towards the park. And I, and I thought, because he was invalided, he would ask me to uh, park close to the place. He'd park parked about 100 yards away. And he had a disabled sticker as well. And I thought, what's going on here? And we parked up, and it was like a sponsored walk. The end of it was there. The the, 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 the in the pocket. We've got this restaurant. It was beautiful, gorgeous food. One of Johnny's locals. And uh, he was pouching like a little hamster that was going away for the winter. I couldn't believe <laughs> it. He's... Uh,
0: Joe it. on it's great to see him back on his feet um, He's still got a little bit way to go But uh, he does want to say to everybody in the chat Thanks so much for your support It has meant the, the world to him and um, it's great to have him back. So, uh, yeah, roll, roll on the next few weeks when he can when he can start eating fully again and uh, and doing the things which he's you know which we all take for granted. But um, yeah, great to see him back, and it's great for him and his beautiful family. So good to see you today, John. Uh, okay, let us crack on. Uh, we've got plenty to get through as always uh, on Friday night show, and it is tweet of the week. <laughs> As always, a big thank you to Zara for her contributions. Uh, I've got a date with a lady who self-identifies as a weedy bin, but can't remember if I'm taking her out Tuesday or Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, this one, um, this is brilliant, actually. Tweet of the week from Mick Gilchrist. Hank quickly realised he totally wasted the first of his three wishes.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I'm expecting a coming of Mitch now.
1: (laughs) No,
0: that's
4: three words. I know what is what three words are. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Sunderland Man demanded full refund on Big Mac stolen by Seagull.
1: That's unbelievable. That was a true story, that you know.
0: It was, yeah. Craig wanted to know whether it was on a first date I, or
1: something. I
4: think it was a preemptive streak.
0: <laughs> Definitely was. <laughs> uh following on in these uh, Star Wars tweets. I do like these lads. Uh, only Star Wars fans will see it. <laughs> I love it uh, give him a follow on Instagram lads honestly it, it, it cheers me up every day that, uh, it's, a, it's an absolute belt. there'll be another one of them next week uh, true story I've never seen a Macam in Milan that's true oh. thanks Wayne and uh, and then I heard a loud bang and when I turned me back he was gone <laughs> brilliant Dougie I do like them all the way from Ershon uh, <laughs> mummy I think I'm a boy well you're not and that was the end of that, bollocks. Thanks, Stephen Kennedy.
1: <laughs> and arm extensions.
0: <laughs>
1: That's King classic, Luke. that, Dougie. England keeper.
0: Thank you for that. I'm uh, <laughs> returning these glasses. I bought for my husband. He's still not saying things my way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you, Ian. You have these, back.
0: And what Facebook deleted our profiler picture again, says this woman.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a classic, isn't it? It gets, fun- it gets funnier every time you see it. Um, I think it's just the drone. And when you actually, when you accidentally summon a demon while trying to pronounce furniture names in the IKEA catalogue. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant, Ian. You're absolute belters this week. Uh, it is tan time, lads. And here's some profession tans. Truck driver, <laughs> a farmer's son, <tan, laughs> the mailman, and the mechanic. <laughs> brilliant, that. Absolutely brilliant. Um, our marriage is like the, this deck of cards. All we needed were two hearts and a diamond, says the man. Uh, the woman then says, that was then, sweetie. Now I wish I had a club and a spade. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. Uh, some near-the-bone comedy from Stephen, as always. Uh, tweet of the week from Mike Gent. Man, dress in pink wetsuit and play the bagpipes while I masturbate. Call Alan on, and then we we'll have block his number out. No weirdos, please, it says. The- <laughs> <laughs> and uh, another one from Stephen Kennedy. Uh, not entering, I've heard Steve Bruce, Mike Ashley, and Dennis Wise are participating, so there's no chance of me getting a podium finish and that is the one King Festival in Bradford-on-Avon. <laughs> and this one from Jimmy. I hate being bipolar. It's awesome. <laughs> and uh, Robert asked the evangel- uh, tele- evangelist to pray for his hearing. After three minutes of violent shaking and trying to push him over backwards, the preacher asks, how's your hearing? Robert replied, I don't know. It doesn't take place until Tuesday at the court. <laughs>
1: Jimmy, Jimmy's on a run, any Jimmy boy.
0: He's on a run, lad. Uh, this was great wasn't it? Uh, Terry, who was of course our uh, day I met, uh, sent us this. He went, "Did you ever think we'd see the day we've got two Newcastle players starring for Brazil?" That was great. I mean, I know they got beat uh, midweek, but uh, fantastic to see the two of them in the starting lineup. It's mental. It, it, is, yeah. it is absolutely mental. Um, uh, Wikipedia is always a source of amusement, and of course, earlier in the week, Sandro Tonali had his first exp- uh, first edition. Uh, it's claimed by multiplications that growing up as a young child, he was always fascinated with bridges, notably England's Time Bridge, which he claims stole his heart. In terms of Italian football, Tonali has been a Milan fan since childhood, but in all that time, he has yet to see a Macam in Milan. <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs>
4: Love Wikipedia and it's fun. It's
0: brilliant, isn't it? It's brilliant. Um, a, a, a fact here for you: if you laid a blue whale lengthwise across a basketball court, uh, they would have to cancel the game.
1: <laughs>
0: Very good. <laughs> God, some people got too much time on their hands. I did like this as well. Uh, Milan and Tonali's agent meeting in Milan. All that blather, and then Johnny went two Italians in Milan. A real exclusive. Maybe if it was a Macam, it could be newsworthy. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> and
0: uh, Newcastle fans TV. This was great. He says thanks to Steve Cooper, not the Nottingham Forest manager, for sending this to us. Of course, it's a stag doing. If you can see right in the middle at the far end, oh, there's God. the stag in a Sunderland top. That's mad. Uh, somebody with a sense of humour running Nishfish fish shop, frying Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> Being bother of Disney say that, I bet. Uh, and turn me over, this stone said. Uh, you've just took orders from a rock. Are you stoned?
4: Brilliant. Brilliant.
0: Celtic fans were feeling like this this week. <laughs> Bobby Ewan in the shower. Uh, Brendan Rogers uh-huh. in Renner, Parkhead. And uh, this was great. Keith sent me this on WhatsApp. I don't know the name of it, but it has to be the best book ever written.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ham is... sandwiches all out, you're sitting
0: there reading the book. a classic. Uh, trick people into thinking you're a time traveler by buying clothes in
4: Middlesbrough. <laughs> 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 and
0: speaking of clothes in Middlesbrough, uh, the Weather Channel said dress for the mid 70s today. There's George. <laughs> <laughs> Double summers a look like that. Definitely to you, George. I can see that. you still out there then, though. You're still out there.
4: Uh,
0: so we're going all religious now. Yes, John the Baptist. Oh, <laughs> yeah, me. Jesus Christ. And uh, tweet of the week this is the wrong movie, said Jimmy Moore <laughs> Jimmy Moore again. <laughs> <laughs> and Betty's hard to find, said Soda Pop Kid. His name is Mike Litterus, and he's a homeowner.
1: <laughs> Hard to find out.
0: When your brother's Signing for Real Madrid And you've just Signed for Sunderland <laughs> no. And for the ladies That need a stiff drink <laughs> yeah. That's an actual Bottle of Kozak By the way It's Coca-Cola It is aye One man actually Found it <laughs> <laughs> and Jimmy Moore again uh, At last I got the keys to my new flat Door number forty-four, four 67 On the 233rd floor And yeah. the lift's out of order Jimmy And just a reminder That 6 foot 7 multi-millionaire Dan Byrne drives a 2018 Smart car <laughs> Is that him? Nah can it be Can it be uh, don't try to predict the league before the season starts. It only makes you look stupid. It's impossible. Manchester United and Everton. <laughs> never Everton. <laughs> 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 uh, this, never. This is a bizarre news story of the week. Is it okay to let your snake sunbathe in the park? That was actually on the BBC website. That's
4: amazing. Yeah. Did you see what else is on the BBC website this week? No, go on. A, a full article about, about the submarine... Um, what happens when the oxygen runs out? Well, (laughs) I need need a full three-page article from the BBC to understand that, thanks. I think I've got a damn good idea what happens when the oxygen runs out.
0: By the way, there was a lot of people did send stuff which was completely inappropriate, and I didn't use it. um, No, I'll get it. As as you can imagine. Uh, Anyway, Ian Hull said that the doctor said cut out drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Hope of work, mate. And uh, welcome to our Ool. Notice there is no pee in it. Let's keep it that way. (laughs) That's That's brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, Mr Whippy was found dead today with a flake up his backside, chocolate sprinkles on his uh, penis, and strawberry sauce on his balls. uh, Police think he topped himself. Oh, dear. (laughs) Right. And I do love these word associations. Uh, A message for our new owners. You are fantastic, Fantastic. Very good Very good, I did like that one uh, Ooh, fronty poches! you're a good lad, Peter <laughs> <laughs> oh, ha! I'd have second thoughts about eating them, lads, I've got to be honest uh, And when I was a baby, my parents used to bath me in cheap Australian lager It wasn't until I was 18 that I realised I'd been fostered Oh dear, dear, dear And the top two I knocked her over a plant in the kitchen, but my cat saw me, so I had to spray myself with water so I could show that the law applies to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Hasty look alike on the left there. It's not. It's not. <laughs> and the winner I heard Madison's wife prefers a move to Newcastle so she can visit West Denton shops and the Perry, says Alan Jones. <laughs> it's probably uh, right, on. Uh. Yeah. Uh, nice to see a bit of truth coming out Uh, that is tweet of the week Zara. as always thank you very much thanks to everybody who's highlighted some tweets thanks to the usual contributors Uh, we'll have more of them next week
3: we should point out, Steve, that there is a Harrods opening in the Metro Centre. There is, yes, you're
0: right, mate, you're right. No budgie smugglers there, thank God. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, I need five minutes to break, uh, to, to, to wet me whistle uh, here uh, on the ads. A big thanks to all our sponsors. Skips and Bins, telephone 0800 25, 45 25 3, email enquiries at skipsandbins.com, website skipsandbins.com, easy contract free and pay as you go waste collection. Thanks to Mr. Vicky's Sources, which are handmade in Cumbria. Their website is mrvickys.co.uk. If you want to contact the guys, email info at mrvickys.co.uk or telephone 01768 210102. Big thanks to New Workwear. Uh, They are an agile and dedicated workwear provider launched in 2018. For more information, go to the website newworkwear.com. Big thanks, as always, to Media Arts for the help with the video side of things. If you want to support the channel, hit the subscribe button, become a subscriber today. Hit the thumb up under the video, which likes the video, and click share to share to your other social media. Click join if you want to become a member of the channel for as little as $1.99, or take a one-off payment uh, for the cult membership. You can get in via this QR code if you've got a smartphone, or look for membership pack on the website, nufcmatters.com. What do you get for your one-off £25 payment? You get a scarf, a pen, and a cup and a membership card and entry into the monthly draw. Don't forget, if you want a car sticker, all you need to do is subscribe to the show and then email John at NUFC Matters and he will post you a free car sticker out. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast providers. And we also support the food bank on this channel. Nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk is the virtual matchday bucket where you can make a virtual donation 365 days of the year The new Alan Shearer raffle is underway 150 tickets at a pound a ticket You could win a limited edition signed Alan Shearer ball from the 260 dinner Enter now at nufcmatters.com, We've got a few events coming up August the 5th sees Gavin Peacock at the Tyneside Irish Centre Tickets are £10, and you can get them now from nufcmatters.com. Our Christmas event takes place on the 7th of December at the Tyneside Irish Centre, and that's an evening of five
1: o'clock. Tickets are £15
0: and available from nufcmatters.com. Finally, Waddle, Keegan, Beardsley and Friends, the class of 84, is on at the Town Theatre and Opera House on Westgate Road in Newcastle on Thursday, January the 23rd. Tickets are now available from the town theatre and opera house.co.uk or telephone 0844 2491 000. That's the box office telephone number 0844 2491 000. We actually hit seven hundred live there earlier on. Thank you very much for everyone tuning in. I see there's a lot of new people on the channel as well. Thanks for uh, coming and supporting. Anybody wants to, if you're watching on your phone, people are saying, "How do I join?" When I'm on my phone, just click membership. Look along the little line on the uh, the little menu on the bottom. Click membership, and you can join for as little as one ninety nine a month. Uh, Steve singing needs to be a weekly segment. Benny, I would agree. Um, so let's let's do it. And. Uh, um, Got a couple of questions coming in, but I just want to read this out from Matt. Thank you for your donation, Matt. I'll stick that in our uh, get-together fund. I believe we're having a bit of a get-together, just a few of the panel, in August, which I'm pleased to say I can make, Stu Penman, if you're watching. A gentleman says, uh, which would would you prefer? Aggressive, intimidating players, which the opposition fear, but are also prone to boogans, or mild-mannered players that invoke less fear, but see fewer boogans? Mitch?
4: Give me a shit house every day of the week, mate. Yeah, I would say the
0: same, mate. I would say the Absolutely. same. We need okay. it. You, We've, you,
4: never you We've
0: never had a Roy Keane. Like, We've
4: never had a Roy Keane in the team. We've like. never had a Roy Keane or a, a little dwarf at Chelsea. Dennis Wise. Or, yeah, Dennis Wise. Hey, or, David Speedy. Oh, man, David Speedy. We've never had somebody like that. We're getting that way. Um they're always better when they're in your side you hate them when you've got to come up against them because you know they're going to get into your team you know they're going to get into your players you know they're going to wind them up they're going to set them off I remember being with my dad once weren't we at the League Cup game at Rooka Park one night when Speedy and um, uh, the centre back
3: Gary Bennett Bennett, Bennett,
4: went at it Bennett just about planted them into the the second row row of the stand and the it, 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 we've never had anybody like that and we need I think every top class team that wins has somebody like that in their team usually sitting around the midfield um, either in the centre midfield or buzzing around just off the, off the front who's an absolutely brilliant player but nobody sees how brilliant they are they're focused on what an absolute shithouse they are. Um, and, yeah, bring it on. The, the, the more people who, who do things um, that upset the opposition in as many ways as possible, I'd rather have that every time, because they're also the players who are 100% committed. You look at this thing the club have done this week, they're asking the players and the staff for their unsung heroes. How many people are talking about Matt Ritchie? Yeah. You know, the, what, this is why he's been given another contract. You look at his contribution off the pitch and what he does, but what he also does when he gets a chance to be involved. You know, there's players saying, I can hear him shouting at me over the top of the crowd. It's a Anthony park. Anthony
2: Gordon's Gordon. It was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal.
4: Phenomenal. And, and we need more like that. We've got bits of that. But imagine that in a top-class player, a Gennaro Gattuso or somebody like that. What would that do to our midfield? My God. You know, um, and I think we've got bits of it. I think Jonathan could become that. He's, he, he's got it in him. You know, but I, I would love to have a squad full of that because True sure as eggs as eggs, we won't lose for the lack of trying,
0: definitely not. Steve, what about you? Yeah, people are saying so Batty, it. Joey Barton, yeah. Stuart Pierce, there's three three there. I don't think we've got Pierce at the best of his time. Barton,
4: we got him at the end of his time.
3: Yeah, Barton was in and out. Uh, Batty, yes, of prison. He, we're both, he both we both think we're getting that, but but he wasn't. Yeah, um, you know, he, he was he went into his shell for the first couple of seasons, he went on loan. Uh, for a season and then eventually came back. Tioti, Tioti was, I, I don't think Tioti was that uh, that sort of player. I think Tioti was just, just timed everything wrong. I mean, <laughs> to be perfectly truthful, you know, he, he also timed wrong the, the 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 time that he brought his car back and parked it out our street, you know, like two, three, four o'clock in the morning, you know. So, uh, but that's another story. But, uh, no, I mean, yeah, Batty was probably the one, but we saw shades of it last season. We saw, you know, that the the way that they protected each other, the way when one player there was a tackle went in, that they all surrounded, you know, and got stuck in, especially Shaw and and then and Botman, Um, you know, I, I think, but I think the dynamics slightly different in the modern game. I think that we were the only club I think last season in the Premier League that didn't get a fine for um, anything that happened yeah. on the, in terms of the players, um, but that was I think that was down to a I think that yes, was
4: people were to- still telling you. us. But Sorry. we were, we were masters of the dark arts and all yep. of that, yet we're the only ones that never got fined for not being able to control what players
3: Exactly, and that was down to Trippier, and because you, you, when there was an altercation or anything, Trippier was always there, separating the players. He was the one who wanted to talk to the to the referee. He made certain that there was some sort of discipline on the pitch in terms of getting the rest of them away, because otherwise the the cards would have come out, and that would have cost were That would have cost us points at the end of the season, because we would have had an awful lot more players that were unavailable. You know, the the, the suspensions that we got came. They 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 didn't multiply in terms of all coming together. You know, yes, we had we had Bruno out for three games here, and 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 there was I think two sendings off. We had Joe Linton sent off, but they didn't coincide. We didn't suddenly end up with a mass of players out through suspension. That when we did struggle, it was it was mainly through injury. Um, So I I think the games moved on, obviously. and I don't think you get away with that—that that sort of David Batley midfield enforcer, the Gattuso. I think you've got to be a little bit cleverer, um, and that's just a, that's just the nature of football now. Be interesting to see how, um, for example, tonoli coming into into England and uh, and being able to handle the discipline, um, handling the refereeing. It's, it's different, you know. I mean, we 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 look back, and you, you mentioned Gattuso. I'm, I'm going to mention him again. Um, you you go back to you know the fact that we used to watch Italian football quite regularly, um, you know on a on a Sunday afternoon, you know when Gaza was playing and and and, and that type of thing, and, and Ed Richardson was running running the uh, the Italia uh, football program, um, and you used to see some horrendous tackling, but the game was slower as well. The game's much faster now, but it's going to be interesting to see how he how how he beds in, um, and whether or not because we're talking an awful lot about. The the, the the Eddie Howe sort of mentality, whether he is getting players that are going to come straight in and, and and you know, that's the sort of identification that done. Or, you know, they talk about foreign players and needing six months here and six months there. I don't think Eddie Howe's looking for those type of players. I think he's looking for players that are going to go straight into the team. And there has to be, in a way, because of the Champions League.
0: Yeah okay, uh, George. What kind of uh, midfield dynamo do you like? I mean, I, I think the point I was trying to make about Roy Keane because lots of people are saying Billy Whitehurst and Duncan Ferguson. I think I, I, I'm talking about an all round, you know, yeah. nasty piece of work in the middle yeah, well, who can also play football. And I think people make the point about Roy Keane that he wasn't technically <laughs> gifted. He just got stuck in, and I mean, he was. He came from the Cluffy school of football as well, didn't he? So. Yeah. I, I I quite liked Roy Keane. I had, a, I, had a, I had
2: a respect for him. I definitely well, did, and he played his part. It can only be the hard man, aggressive man for me because that's how I used to play. I mean, I've had two 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 of the most important women in my life: well, my wife and my and, and, and my mother. And neither would come and watch us play football because <laughs> they didn't they didn't like what they seen on the pitch. My mother used to say, "That's not my George out there." And that, that's how I played the game, basically. Um, and so, and of course, I've, with, the, with the teams I've uh, lived through, and some of these players would not would be in serious trouble most of the time now, like uh, Harvey Schooler, John McNamee. I mean, I remember the game against Leeds where John McNamee had Jackie Charlton up against the Gallagher goalpost by the neck and was holding him with one hand by the neck to get him off somebody. I mean, you know, that, he, that, that, that's not going to happen now. Uh, but, yeah, you, you've got to have a bit of bait. You've got to have a bit of uh, aggression in it. Um, Jimmy Sculler was uh, fierce. I mean, he had legs like tree trunks, but when he went in for a tackle, the people knew he'd be, they'd been tackled. Uh, Tommy Casey, Irish, Irish lad, but were a hard lad as well. Um, so uh, over the years we've uh, we've had washe um, and Steve's right. You've got to be more subtle nowadays. Um, it still works, but I think um, the way Trippier handles himself, I've got to say, I, I love entirely it, it. It's and it's it's become a smokescreen as well. I mean, remember the penalty at Nottingham Forest. The the, the Forest goalkeeper watched Trippier. Walked around with a ball thinking he was going to take the penalty in about 10 seconds before he took the penalty, put it down for, for Isaac the hammer in the, in the back of the net, you know. And everybody said, What the hell is that about? I said, Well, that's about trip, yeah, uh, playing games with a goalkeeper. And I, I, I like that sort of thing, but yeah, a bit of aggression for me, please. I want, I want to see, uh, I want to see, uh, the, the, if, uh, a bit of blood in, in 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 tackles and things like that. It's uh, it's very important.
3: Would, would you include Would you include Brian Robson of Man United in that? Echelon of tighter player because he, I mean, he got injured. You know, most of his most of his injuries came from tackles. Yes. You know, yeah, he, he, he wasn't very good at tackling, but he, you know, he, he got stuck in. Uh, wholehearted, I think, was the word that they always used to use for the likes of the Robson. Um, people talk about Norman Hunt and Norman. Norman had a nasty, vicious, like your legs, but yeah. Norman, Norman was just pure dirty. Yeah, like yeah. Billy Bremner, like Johnny right. Giles, sly well, with it.
2: That's the name that haunts us, Billy Bremner, you forget. Um, yeah, and, and some of them were just playing dirty. You know, and yeah. it, it wasn't just being hard tackless; they were playing dirty. And Johnny Giles at Leeds as well. I was at uh, uh, the other place down the road when the when Leeds played the Mac and he broke... Uh, Macphail, Mac the, the, the big young centre-forward, the, the in, uh, attacker that Sutherland had, and Giles broke his leg, broke, his, broke both bones in his leg, and the lad's career was over after that. And that wasn't an accident. That was sheer, sheer nastiness. No, I, 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 I like the aggressive bit, and, and uh, it's important that, uh, that people have that bit of aggression because uh, they'll give you everything. That's the important thing. The,
3: the, oh, the can I just ask though, George, would, would would you class would you have classed Dave Mackay in that? Bearing yes. in mind he was he was a captain, he was a leader, but he was he, he 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 wasn't a dirty player, but he could handle himself and he could well he, he had that discipline he, about him, didn't
2: he? He ended Len White's career, didn't he? Yeah, White Hart Lane. It was a tackle by Mackay that that that, mm-hmm. that finished Len, poor Len White. And and it was he, he did it wasn't even a foul, it was just a tackle. Yeah. Uh, so you know it. Yeah. That's. It, it, uh, but then again, as you said rightly, he might not make it in today's football because the the the, the 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 interpretation of referees now is quite different about what's a good tackle and what's not a good tackle. I mean that 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 opens a whole new kind of worms for me, of course, because there's <laughs> lots of things happen on the field now that I don't think should, but uh, uh, professional players tell me that, that they can. Um, uh, yeah, a, a little bit of aggression is is fine, but uh, it's got to be controlled and handled. And uh, yeah, I want to see one or two of these people in, in our side. I like, the way st- you've, I like the way
3: you've waited till the end, Steve, for the the, the hardest man. Dirtiest football I go And that's him at the top corner isn't it, Keith you know? Patterson yeah, well, I mean, I'm mean, i having a
0: deal With all the off come complaints About Keith eating on screen again um, Keith, Keith's oblivious To all the stuff That's gone on in the chat there Chip doesn't, doesn't, has had his life And he's, he's completely oblivious To what he's yeah, saying worry. Watch Taxi, your fingers Keith Finished your...
1: Finish your work at 5 o'clock And taxi's here at 7 So someone's got to give
0: Go on, I, Keith, were you a dirty player? Because I was. My nickname was Vinny, of course, I, on a I, Sunday I got, morning. I used to wear number four and I used to take people from the ankle, I, I
1: was, I was, uh, I was, dirty. Uh, I, <laughs> I got Sindai, I got Sindai <laughs> for life at Durham FA, so. Tells you, tells you so much, and they got That's me, worse than when
0: well, I got a four. I, the worst I got was a 400 quid fine, mate. So I never I got I never got banned I,
1: for life. Like I got banned for life, and uh, wow, and then I, and then I overturned it. Uh, but but it was I was playing middle and midfield, and uh, just I used to just die in every tackle I went for. So it was just it's what I do at work, it's what I do all my life. I just give me best, but uh, going back to days watching the names that that used to shoot you know, the, the names when we when we when we traveled. And we went away to place like Liverpool, you're watching people like Jimmy Case was very hard. Graeme Souness Graham yeah. Silas yeah. took no prisoners, like called Tommy Smith, who you've you've not mentioned his... Was the Anfield A-ing. Yeah. Uh, he, he was as hard as nails. Norman Hunter was was there, and, and Chelsea had them, you know, Ron Harris and people like that at Chelsea. Those
2: bomber, bomber uh,
1: Harris, uh, yeah. So those players. but it, when you go back in Newcastle my first season was 69 and and the lad who stood out head and shoulders was the hard man on the team was somebody uh, George mentioned was Matt and me. he was an animal um, you know like proper proper uh, you know centre back that was just which just, is he just run through walls like he was frightening nobody and he used to he used to get older people and keep his arm locked out with them on the end of his arm you know and like tell them what he was going to do but you kind of do that in football now but he used to always get them by the throat and hold them out like that and Nobody ever seemed to take him on all the time. I watched Newcastle. But then along come Billy Whitehurst and the reckon he was a you know total animal in the dressing room. But but there's 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 one person, there's one person who I got friendly with who was one of the hardest people in football. And uh, he was at the playoff final with Luton, Mick Harford. You know, he come yeah. to Newcastle Wimbledon. Mick Harford was a real, real hard lad. Um and then little David McCreary, you know, he, he like He was just hard but clean, I think, you know, but McCreary, he stopped at nothing, you know, he took everything above and then just just went in two foot and did what he did. But the player in the modern era, that stood out to me and I used to think he just, he played like I wanted to play, like in the sense of, I think it was Barry Venison. I thought Venison and Keegan's entertainers, I thought just was, I just thought he was so committed. Used to used to dive in for about ten yards, take the player and everything, stand up with the ball. I, 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 but for a modern day player, I thought Venison was was brilliant. I thought he gave absolutely when he came to Newcastle, like having to Sunland, I thought he was an amazing player. I think he was described by Joe Allen as hard as goat's knees, McArthur.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I, Well, he was. Yeah, uh, there was an incident where where they were invited, and uh, Niall Quinn was invited to be the guest of honour at our golf club and, uh, and, and obviously he was being a big Sunderland fan so he was chairman of the at the time and uh, the chairman of the golf club said to me, Keith, will you take them round and make sure nobody encroaches on them and it was the guy who was of the same golf club, Mick Hartford, Niall Quinn and me and so they come off after the game and they all went for a drink and, and, uh, Crack was brilliant. He told us the best jokes ever. And mm-hmm. Kuni was obsessed, wanting us to go at the Sutherland the next day. I said, I can't come. me so far. I says, I'll get skinned alive, man. I says, like too many people knows that I can't go to Sutherland. He's no, you'll be in the director's well. does He matter. I'll get this joke that is. I said, I can't go off. He says, like well-known Newcastle fan. And uh he says, Well, you think that? He said, I had him up to the town last night. And so they were in the barns in Sunland for a drink, a big pub on the roundabout going at this from the yeah. S690. And uh Somebody had said beard some mouth go and called called McHart for the Geordie bastard. So he took two lads out, flogged them and put them in the skin.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: allegedly, allegedly.
0: <laughs> Classic. Uh, Mitch, I've just seen a message there in the uh, in the chat. You you've got a disciplinary record from over there.
4: I yeah, i got a four-game ban in the news. I thought it was yeah, two, two, two years ago, three years ago. What was yeah, that? For? we played against a team who were a waste management company from Jebel Ali and had uh, a young Indian lad up front who definitely wasn't over 40 and he was quicker than everybody on the pitch but he didn't like contact so I made sure I, every time he got the ball he got a bit of contact be that into the wall or through through the back of him Then his club captain came up to us and got hold of us by the collar and told us I was being aggressive and I said well you've got hold of your collar would you like to see what aggressive is and then just his nose to my forehead
0: well wow. And what happened? Did
4: he and get sent I, off? I got a four-game ban, and he got a five-game ban for initiating it. <laughs>
0: well, there we go. I, I've, actually, I've just been... I've, what I've been trying to find is I've been trying to find this cut, and I've found it there. That was the Gateshead post. Uh, somebody sent us it. Who's being a bad lad? Not me, <laughs> Sir <since> Shippings, <laughs> Vinnie Jones. And uh, the Gateshead post actually did a, um, a, a piece on me and Vinny Jones and compared... Uh, compared our respective careers. It was a good bit of publicity for the bar, that, anyway. Uh, they were very pleased with it. But, uh, yeah, I got sent off seven times in one season. Um, but I was playing for three different teams at the time. It's, uh, it's
2: typical, <laughs>
0: typical of the papers. Um, when, you know, not, not, not giving you the complete facts. But, yeah, well, uh, that was a bit of publicity uh, back in the day. Uh, as always, as I say, we've always got plenty uh, to, to get through. Uh, we've got the 35 minutes left. Uh, on the show um, No Elliot Slessor this week I've uh, I've got to be honest It's the one thing that I've uh, forgotten to, to troll the internet for uh, But don't worry Julia. I will have a troll of the week later on uh, People are asking how you can join How you can become a member So just watch this We still do 7 NUFC Matters show a week for free But if you want to help support NUFC Matters Then there are a few ways of doing it Hit the like button on each live broadcasting video this helps the channel grow. Hit the subscribe button and select the all notifications bell so you don't miss a single show. If you want to help us financially, then you can join the channel using this button with the membership starting at $1.99 a month. Or you can drop us a donation in the chat using a super sticker. We're also looking for sponsors. If you'd like your brand advertised on the flies for the show and featured during the ad break, Then email john at nufcmatters.com to arrange today. And don't forget, if you're watching on your mobile phone, uh, just click memberships and that does the same job. Okay, bring on the dogs. I've got to apologise to Steve Hasty as well, because with us interviewing, how interviewing Yvette field can suddenly create a load of lookalikes for Steve Hasty. I really don't know. But obviously Yvette, um, So this week, I, I, you know, I knew as soon as I'd opened my mouth what would happen. And uh, there we go, Friday lookalike. Guess who's ready for the ghost hunt? Steve Hasty.
1: <laughs> it doesn't actually say that. Uh, Tom Dixon just sent us these. You're not, uh, gonna, de- you're not gonna deny them yesterday. Right. Uh Jimmy Moore.
0: Two look like he ghost tasty. Jimmy's, Jimmy's getting, getting worse. Getting as bad as Albert. Uh, no further comment, says Andrew. Correct. No
3: further comment.
0: Anyway. That's not what we we'll queue up on a Friday night for, is it, folks? No, Dogs. we we're we'll queue up for look-alikes. Dogs. From Jimmy, hasty <laughs> in the morning.
3: Yeah, oh, me, Jimmy.
0: John, just as Alan, sent us this one. <laughs> There's Steve. I'm sort of mate as well. Steve in the background there. Um, This one from Chippers, hasty tune look-alike. It's not Chippas. <laughs> It's a lookalike, isn't it? It's not you. It's not. Um, this one from Bernard Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> Bizarre, that one. That's all I'll say about that, Steve. Uh, Nature sure. is amazing. Keith oh. Patterson. Um, great one, that. You're thinking I, I, what I'm that's thinking. I forwarded. That's from Jack McCann, yeah. Thank you. Jimmy Moore said, tune look you chicken-head hasty. <laughs> Jimmy Moore, oh, dear me. <laughs> Drugs, Uh, I see. Steve Hasty's washed his hair, (laughs) says Alan. It's a horse, Alan (laughs) Craig White. Now, then, Hasty, it's
3: the wrong color. Craig, it's the wrong color. Now you're called Craig White, but you could have got the color right.
0: I never knew Steve Hasty's center was in Hanson, (laughs) that was the the band who did Mbop, Steve. It
1: that's
0: did. in the bot, that's in the bot, then Curious Street. It is aye. Uh, this one was from John Justice Allen. Uh, he says, I see Allen has put a best lookalike on Twitter. He says, My missus has just sent me that one and said it looked like me. Uh, so John Justice Allen's missus is comparing John Justice Allen to Bruce Springsteen. I can, <laughs>
3: that's, that's yeah, how does it does look
0: aye. like right? pretty good. That John, pretty <laughs> good.
3: We'll give you, we'll give you that, man. Springsteen, age 72. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Chipperfield says just seen Steve Hasty in a catalogue. Not sure what Hipper Chippers was doing looking through a catalogue. Oh,
3: what's he doing in it? Look at we know which ah, pages of catalogue he's looking at. God's God. going through K's catalogue
0: on a Friday yeah, night. Nick is in bra section.
1: <laughs>
0: Lingerie. Ghostly Hasty, ready for Chillingham Castle.
3: That's pretty good it and,
0: and Rockstar Hasty. Says Steve, I broccoli man. Who's that? Anybody? Anybody know?
1: Hasty look like.
0: Aye, I, I just don't know who it is. Um, Sam Chipperfield says if Steve Hasty and Eddie on came
3: together. Well, would never happen, Sam.
1: <laughs> you do like your eyes a bit, man.
3: And Thomas Ford. Hasty lad. Nice bow.
0: Sister I like the way you're touching your nose with your tongue, Steve. I was going to say, can you, can you touch your well, nose well, with soon. your tongue, Steve? Can you yeah. do it? Oh, I'm right. worried about you. You're getting convinced that these really are me. Last one. Wowzah. Three Wowza. guesses. We'll <laughs> Wowza. you. We need three. <laughs> Not really. Oh no, we didn't have a couple more. Stuck watching the teletubbies with my little one, and I couldn't believe my eyes when special guest Steve Hasty appeared on the show. Who's your favourite, Steve? Tinky Winky, Dipsy, La La, or Pooh. <laughs> now that is pretty good, by the way. That that's got, that's yeah. got a bit of a look at you, Steve. The hair's a bit too long. Yeah. Um, this. Oh yeah, Paul Whitfield sent this. Groundbreaking news. Looks more like Hasty. <laughs> <laughs> it's all bad. bad. Somebody in a pit.
4: Yeah,
0: uh, oh, this was from Mitch. Uh, uh, Steve, guess who? <laughs> you
3: know, you, you've got to turn that way. That, that does look like Spencer. I'm I that does look like you. That looks like Ooh. Spencer. All
1: right. Who's Spencer?
0: Uh, Jimmy Moore said Hasty and flannel.
1: E my God. I've been seeing that dog's hair. I, know. <laughs> oh, I don't my. know what it's
0: wearing like. Anyway, under some some uh, other look of uh, Will uh, Roy Cavani says, Will he bring balance to the force? Uh, he says, "P.S. I got the picture from Twitter. I've never heard of this player until a few hours ago, but that's very good. Thank you, Andrew." Yeah. Uh, May- oh, Albert. That was his contribution Mitch. this week. He says, "I see Mitch is ecstatic."
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was as well. But he's had a quiet week, Albert. Yes,
0: we've had this one before when you find Brian Clough on OnlyFans, but it was worth another. It was worth <laughs> another show, guys. Yeah, it's worth another <laughs> sure. show. He definitely looks like uh, Cluffy. Uh, Harry Kane and some dodgy 90s wrestler. Again, I've seen that before, but yeah. um, nice to go back, Ugly Camel, sometimes and have a look. Lionel Messi and McAllister. Um, I'd, yeah, I'd, I've never really seen that one, Tom, but it's vague, I would say, that one. There's a couple of better ones you've sent. Um, Paul Pogba and Alian Tushmini. Who? Yes.
1: <laughs> Tushmini. You
0: love it when I have to pronounce these names.
1: How do you get that last word to say Tush Maney? Well, what yes. is it? Keith? tush is T-U-S-E-H Tush. Uh-huh. What's it? that then? What is it? Who, there's about there's about seven letters where you've got tush.
4: I think I think it's shoot a But I
3: could be wrong on that. Anyway, it's it's not a bad look
1: alike.
0: I think
3: it's pronounced Paul Pogba.
0: Yeah, <laughs> let's go the Klingon. We've had that one before, Tom, but that's a different version of it. Uh, and that was a good one from Stephen Kennedy, a rare photo of the Oasis reunion. That
3: is good. That is clever, that, Stephen.
0: Yeah, it is a good one, that. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, he also sent us this one, a rare photo of young Steve Bruce. At least he had a purpose then. That's him turning <laughs> the TV on. And uh, somebody sent us this. It's uh, your welcome mate, says Greg Casper, seeing <laughs> his believing. I think it was supposed to put Steve Hasty in there, Greg, not me. Oh, um, goodness, yeah. uh, what do you see? A dog's also or East 17's Brian Harvey singing Stay Another Day. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that's very good, that like, Paul. I just wonder yeah. how he ever came to the conclusion, you know, that that was, you know, I, yeah, we'll leave it there. Okay. Um de and Joe Hart and James. Ooh, a little bit. Um, someone sent us this from Tynemouth Market. It vaguely looks like me, apparently, up the, up, because it looks like my head on the top of the Angel of the North. Um, nice to see Steve Bruce enjoying the lovely weather. Thanks, Brendan. <laughs> and the winner this week will like, we'll like to go with accurate lookalikes, and it's not a dog. Uh, I found my first George lookalike, uh, thought I'd plant this in your head. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> God, Hooray, I've made it again. Yeah. Uh, it goes, keep your legs coming in, uh, especially the dogs. They're not banned anymore.
3: You see, that is so much relish, don't you?
0: I do, yes. Mm. Uh, all right. Uh, somebody sent us how to mighty win, sent us how to pronounce that name Tush Wamani. Tish Right. T- I'm not going to need to use it, am I? Unless Tom sends in another lookalike. But thank you for clearing that up. Matt Carney, thank you again for your kind donation. He says, who would have the greater success, an average manager overseeing a world-class squad or a world-class manager overseeing an average squad? That's a good question, Keith. We'll finish off on this, I think, by the looks of it. But who would have the greater success, an average manager overseeing a world-class squad? or a world-class manager overseeing an average squad? I guess the way you answer that question it, is, it is determine easy what that. Eddie Howe is.
1: Yeah, yeah, the easiest way to answer that is to say if nine players played against Man United um, were under Steve Bruce, that might answer that question. Because if you put a... Good way of looking at it. If you put a dipstick in charge of some proper players and he never ever sees the benefit in them, and you only need to look at um, long staff, Joe Linton, uh, Murphy, Shah, Almiron. And If you look at what, what he did with them and what Eddie Howe's doing with them, I suppose the answer comes that the, the, the world-class manager with the average squad will beat the shape manager with a good squad. I think that's nailed on.
2: George? Yeah, that's absolutely right. And good example by Keith. I'll give you another one from me. Uh, that's why England have never won a big trophy. Yeah, because they've got a very ordinary manager with with a good uh, group of lads, in my view, Um and uh, because they hang on to Southgate and the hope he'll do something, um, we'll we'll never win a major trophy, in my view. It, it's just that he's just that little bit short of being being a top guy, uh, and uh, Unsworth. And the FA discover that, um, we're, we're going to be second best for a long time, in my, in my opinion. So, yeah, it it uh, I'd always go for the for the class manager any time. I mean, look look at the fuss when Rafa decided to come to us and we went into the championship. All the pundits are saying, oh, he's not used to the championship. He'll not be able to do this. He'll not be able to do that. He'll not be able to do the other. He got one back up on his shoestring without any problem at all. And that's because he knew, he knew his football. Um and so yeah, um Keith's right, the 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 evidence is clear in there for, for us to see as uh, Newcastle fans uh, what Steve Bruce did did to our squad when he was there. And uh his dinosaur training techniques and all of that. Uh we're never gonna win anything and uh well sent us in the in the wrong direction.
3: So yeah, good manager every time. Okay, Steve. I think that was a great analogy. I think using Rafa as an example, you know, I think that 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 completely cuts dead any other conversation. To be perfectly honest, the way that Rafa galvanised what was an average squad and and got the best out of them and got more out of them than we really expected, um, I think that, that's that's an excellent way of putting it, there, George. Brilliant. Um, most world class managers only have world class squads, however. You know, so that, that to become a world class manager you have to have managed a world class squad and you look at yeah. look at Zidane, you look at Mourinho. Um, you know, they, they were they were given everything they needed to to get them to where they were. Um there are bound to be exceptions, but I think I think you know what, using that Rafa One, i I I can't go any further than that, George. Well done.
4: Mitch, would you agree with your dad? Absolutely. Look at Ranieri, what he did with Leicester and what he's done in Italy a few times. He's done it again this season. Yeah. Um, and then when you look, when he's been to places where he's had better squads, but he's then had to manage the Eagles. he's then had to manage the, the individuals. And managing Galacticos is very, very different. There are so many Tummies to, to rub so many egos to massage. Um, so I, I genuinely think a better organized unit with a world-class manager will always beat a team with better individuals, with an average manager, because I don't think that manager can make those individuals perform as a team. Yeah. And, and, and I think that that's what we've seen People being very—I've seen some really bizarre takes on social media recently, from particularly from fans of other clubs doing little hot takes on should Newcastle sack Howe now <laughs> because they're going to get bigger and they're going to be more competitive, and maybe they need to do a preemptive removal of Howe before there's problems. Get rid of Howe you've got no fucking idea. <laughs> you haven't got a fucking clue, none of you. You haven't got a clue what that man's done to unite the players, the fans, the club, the city. And he gets it. You doesn't need to be told how to get it. And again, the Rafa analogy is perfect because he doesn't need to be told how to get it. But what has done... Um, is still under-recognised, particularly by fans of other clubs. Fans of Villa who tell you they've got every, really, oh, he was your first choice. No, he never was. The agents wanted that to get him a new contract at Villarreal and they were successful with that. Um, you've got people at Tottenham fans saying, oh, you should get rid of him now. It's what Levy would do. Well, what's, what's Levy done for you at the minute? In 20 years, sorry. Huh? Piss off. <laughs> You know, um, it's this, you don't understand when you're not within it, when you're not part of it, you don't get it. Um, Synergy is an amazing thing. And with how and the team he has around him and the players he has in the squad, there is a synergy. We are better than the sum of the parts. And I think that's why we're being careful about who we are now in the close season. And we will continue to be better than the of the points. Um, So yeah, a, a, a top class manager with an average squad will always win out, in my opinion.
0: Interesting points by everybody. A uh, lot of people having to say in the uh, in the chat as well. Max, i you see your questions, mate. Tommy, I did see your question, mate. He says, "All right, lads." A theory of Saudi player buys players, can they loan them to Newcastle, not negotiate like Liam Kennedy said last time? Uh, I mean, I think we discussed this briefly, uh, didn't we Mitch, about this and the professionals last weekend, but yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, there's nothing stopping any club buying a player and loaning them out to anybody, Newcastle or not.
4: No, there's, there's two rules about associated um, parties which are within the Premier League group, which were amended a couple of seasons ago. However, if you look at what Watford have done with Udinese and Nottingham Forest have done with Olympiacos, it's quite feasible, it's quite possible and it can be done. Um, I think the the, the biggest challenge would be, for example, if somebody went on 250000 to a Saudi club in terms of how much of the wages we would pick up, that might be the stumbling block. Uh, But I'm not exactly sure how it works, to be honest with you. Um, there are better people than me to probably explain how those rules work um, but there's certainly nothing stopping it from happening it would be just as the season kicks off the ultimate shithouse move for us to do it. <laughs> um, I don't think we'll do it though because like I've said all along when when the Saudis come in they want to come in with their chests puffed out and their heads held high and say we're doing this by the foot lads and lasses we're not going to do anything out as the ordinary, you know. Um, however, if, if push comes to shove and we had to, I think they would do it and it could be done. But, like I say, I think there's ways we'd have to work around that. And I think the biggest stubble block would be who would be picking up the bulk of the wages.
3: It certainly oh, would. You say it certainly would because in Saudi they would be getting their wages tax free <laughs> and if they came here there'd be a massive tax lumper so they're straight away there's very few players going to suddenly come to Newcastle and start paying what 45 50% tax more than that with the national insurance tagged on etc cetera, etc um i don't think you can i think the i think the rules are as well that you have to stump up 75% of the of the wages yourself i think that that was that was another part of that change that was brought in There'll be, there'll be all sorts of issues, um, but as you say, there's nothing to stop you from a th- taking a player from a third party. But I don't think this is a situation that's that's going to arise. To be perfectly honest, um, people are looking at Neves and Wolves and and thinking, yeah, he's gone for forty-seven million pound. Um, and can uh, he? has gone on a free. Um, you look at the other players that that are moving. If we wanted them, they, these players are not going. For bit thought that the salaries are going to be big but the actual transfer fees aren't that big you know um and you're looking at the players and if the if we wanted any of those players from chelsea for example would have gone in and bid for them anyway you know um they, they would have been on our list some of them were allegedly on the list the list that is now what 280 or 300, Steve, on the on the people, the players that have been linked. You know, I look at ZH and people like that. But uh, no, I mean, if, if if they were players that were wanted, we could have done a deal with, with, with Chelsea um, or with Wolves if we wanted. But they're gone now. And I don't think we'll be going anywhere near those type of players.
0: No, 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 definitely not. OK, well, I hope that clears that up for you, Tommy. Um, got a question, uh, which I'll put to you, George. Now, just from Sean, he says, do you think we should go for Mason Mount as an alternative? It looks like Manchester United don't have a proverbial pot. Um, yeah, they're certainly, they're no. certainly struggling,
2: aren't they, Manchester United? But Mount, not, not for me, George. Not for me either. He's, he's a tidy player, but that's all he is. He, does, he hasn't been playing often enough for Chelsea for my liking. And uh, when I've seen him uh, in the odd times, he's managed to get into the England team. Uh, he's been he's been pretty average. There's been better players than him on the pitch. So no, I wouldn't I wouldn't be chasing Mason Mount. I'm afraid.
0: Yeah, no, me neither. It's not not one that uh, sets the the heart of fluttering. It's uh, certainly not. Stephen Anderson said, uh, "Who do the gentlemen yeah. on the panel think is the next signing, or who or what position should be next?" Keith.
1: I think I think the next position will be who becomes available. So if you said what positions. I think a right side at centre half that would nurture under Shah. I think uh, left back, um, right winger. And I still think a centre forward, but um, we might go for a young forward. But I think <clears throat> they're, they're currently in Italy at the moment. There's rumours that they're talking to people, Ju- Juventus. Um, they're talking about looking at that DeMarco, the left back. So I think it'll be a case of who comes up first next. If you ask me who would it be, the dream signer for me has always been Osiman, but I don't think anyone will get him. Um but but I think the realistic target is uh Sir I think I think he's he's somebody's gonna to have to move on him pretty quick because he's a class player and he's gonna go. And I think when Newcastle appear, and I'd say that's it's because it changes every day, it appears that we're out of the, the ruling for Madison now, as though Newcastle pulled out. Leicester's got too greedy, we're told. And if that's the case, then Sebosley becomes more of a target. And I think he I think if you put him next to Tenali, alongside your your Joe Lintons, your longstaffs, your, your Brunos, your Willocks, I just think you have got a great midfield, you know, and 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 that's why I think Sebosley is if you like, he's he's got something that this squad still hasn't got. That's how good he is. He's a he's a great player. He's great attitude, and he he's, he again he's he's a captain kind of player. So he's a, he's another one of those fighters that run all day for you, and you can't knock off the ball. So it, it seems as though Eddie Howe's building up a team of real good characters, but it seems as though steel and metal, you know, big spine is 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 involved. So. That, that's that's uh, if I was hazarding a guess, I'd say, but, but you can guarantee you'll put Twitter on tonight and they'll have bought somebody else in Italy. Johnny
0: Tune of a life will put his back out, Keith. will he? he? says, How can anyone refuse a mount? <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's some people taking at the lower level on you, Keith. I'm going to ask you this one as well, Keith, and let's go around the panel with this one. Um, Alan Thompson asked a great question earlier on, I saved it. He goes there. Uh, not one pundit thinks we will make it in the top four next year. Do you agree? And if not, why and your reasons? It's it's a bit early, I guess, to be putting our our, our predictions in because, you know, we don't know where we're at, who we've got, etc. Um, I guess it can only come down to gut instinct at the moment, Keith. Um, but with the addition of European football next year, we know it's going to be tough and we're going to need a bit of luck. What would you, what you know, what what's... This isn't your prediction for next season. Just what's your gut? What's your gut giving you answer to that question now?
1: I wish I was as certain to get the curly perm as I was I was getting the top, <laughs> four, top four next year. The, Alan Thompson, I would say to you that that tells you in a sentence why pundits are pathetic and why pundits uh, often failed coaches, failed managers feel it a lot of things. I mean when 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 someone like Gabby Abgol can get a job talking, that, that tells you everything you need to know about Pundits. The the, the level of intelligence of some of them is pathetic. You've got to remember that lad said that somebody would rather take ten thousand a year less to go and play for Brentford than Newcastle. Well he wants to go and talk to Tanali, doesn't he? But but for me um I think I think Newcastle will be in the top four For the next five years And I think Newcastle finished in fourth this year And I think we'll finish higher next
2: Okay, George Yeah, me too uh, we, we, uh, people, When we go to places this year People are think they know uh, And that's with the addition of different players in the squad Gives Eddie Howe the chance to, to mix it up a little bit And surprise them again so no, I, I, I'm uh, confident that we'll uh, we'll at least do top four, possibly top three next year, and uh, give uh, Manchester City and Arsenal a bigger fright than we did this year. Um, and why else would people like Neville be screaming, ban them this, ban them that? You know, because they're wetting themselves. They can't. They can't. They can't avoid the fact that we're coming, and we're going to stay there. So. Yeah, I, I, I'm happy that we'll be in the top four, even the top three. Okay, Mitch. Lots of positivity. Are you going to continue? Yeah.
4: There's a there's a mass of assumptions there. They're assuming Tottenham will be better next year. They're assuming Liverpool will be better next year. They're assuming Chelsea will be better next year. They're assuming Man United will remain at least the same level as we are next year all of them are still hamstrung by different things. They're assuming Arsenal will remain at the level that they are at this next year. Um, and then after that, they're assuming that the Champions League campaign will take its drain on us. They're assuming that we're not going to go on a Carabao Cup or an FA Cup. They're assuming that we're not going to strengthen because we've only got like a two pence and a pen pence mix up with a payback budget. Um, there's a lot of assumptions there and when you assume it's passive you make an ass out of being new. Um nobody knows we have everything in our own hands still we have absolutely nothing to lose we are way ahead of schedule uh, we take everything that we have extra next season as a it free hit it's an absolute free hit um, and it's quite clear that Saudi Arabia want to disrupt the whole entire world of football. What well, better way than to make, make absolutely sure that Newcastle United are in and around the top four again next season and are taking a Champions League spot yet again? Um, so let them assume, let us just deal with reality. Steve? I,
3: I, let's face it, this is a club with ambition. This is a board with ambition. This is a board with expectation as well. Um, and they're not going out and buying these players to finish seventh or eighth. They're going out to buy, and they're buying these players um, on the understanding that they want to be challenging for top four and they want to be in the top four probably as a bare minimum next season. You mentioned a few clubs there. You, 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 Liverpool have bought one player so far. Um, Manchester United haven't bought anyone. Um, Man City are losing players. And uh, yes, people are presuming they're going to buy Rice, um, but he's going to go. He's going to go to either there or Arsenal. Um, but last season they were buying the likes of Phillips, and uh, you know, didn't even get a game. They're talking about use, losing some of their younger players as well um, from the periphery of the squad. You know, they have, I see Dortmund are after uh, Cole Palmer, um, and so you know, they, there's big changes afoot at the top of the league you know, will there be a will there be a hangover from losing Gundogan? Um will Silva move on its city? Um will the pressure mount with Man City? Um will there be that hangover of winning everything on and Newcastle are the new kids on the block and they're gonna have to they're gonna have to start looking at us. That's that's added pressure for them. It's not added pressure for us that they're looking at where it's added pressure for them that they haven't that that we're on that we're on their shoulders and they're, they're, they're panicking. So, you know, I think I think Newcastle United are, are going to find, or we are going to find that Newcastle United are, are going to be firmly entrenched in that top four. And uh, you know what? We said it, we said it at the start, well, said mid last season, um, but for the draws, we've turned some of those draws into wins. And I think that's that's what Eddie's how. And I, I think, I, I suspect that with some of the purchase we're making, we're going to have a, a different dynamic on the pitch. I think we might there might be a different style of football played, especially in the Champions League, and um, different formations. I think you know you've seen with Guardiola and what he's done this season. Uh, where in, in you know he went after the World Cup, they, they came out a totally different team with a totally different formation through everybody. And um, I think I think how we'll be looking and people are presuming he's going to play 4-3-3, There's no reason you know to, to assume that anymore. Because I think the, the managers need to evolve, teams need to evolve, um, and they need to look at at every advantage they can get to keep in that in that top four. And we've talked already about about you know a a, a really really good manager, and and he's only going to get better. Um, and the quality that we're bringing in. So yes, top four definitely, and and if not higher, you you might suddenly find by February we are actually challenging for top one, top two. Steve, yeah.
1: you just said about Man City, the, the word out London today that everybody's saying it and a few mates who's high up in West Ham and they're saying that Rice, Rice, has come out and said he'd rather go to Arsenal than Man City, yeah. which is a surprising statement, but he, he's he's apparently... He, he, they're saying right, they say if Arsenal move to 100000000 million, they'll get him and he's preferring to go to Arsenal than Man City. So if they lose Gundogan and then others and they don't get rice, then you, you know, I, mean, I think they'll still get some good players. I think they'll still be a good side, nice. but it's like, after the Lord Mayor shows, it, it's, it's like people, they've got to maintain coming first again. You know, they've got a yeah. lot to, lot to follow this year.
0: Yeah, 100%. 100%. Okay, uh, we've reached the end of the show. Uh, don't forget, uh, tomorrow, uh, six o'clock tomorrow night, me interview with Yvette Fielding, um, about, uh, about, yeah. Blue Peter, about uh, ghost uh, hunts and about I'm a celebrity, uh, amongst other things. Great interview, really enjoyed doing that. Uh, Tomorrow morning, though, for your Newcastle United fix, uh, 10 o'clock in the morning, um, the transfer show with Ben Jacobs. We'll be working our way uh, through a few new names that Barry Hogan has uh, found this week. So tune in 10 o'clock tomorrow for that. Don't forget as well, sign up, uh, scan and sign up for the free Newcastle United newsletters. Uh, Newcastle World, uh, that's the QR code if you haven't done it already, do it just so you can get all the updates from Liam, from Jordan and the lads at the Shields Gazette and the uh, Newcastle World website, okay uh, Julie, I know you haven't been in the chat tonight but I'm sure you'll be playing catch up, here is Troll of the Week You notice underneath videos on YouTube That you can comment And I, I've got to be honest I do I do read most of them But uh, sometimes they, they go missing or they, or they disappear This one thankfully didn't So we could feature it today FTM
1: Red and White Army
0: Steve Wraith is a puff
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: why, What? I know but why do you not tell us Something we don't know Thank you Rachel Metcalf
0: <laughs> What a wonderful tweet You made it You made it You're famous uh, And you that We can play the cat Lads, as always, absolute pleasure uh, to spend time with Keith, with George, with Mitch and Steve, and everybody in the chat. And uh, I mentioned it earlier, but we had 700 live at one point. We've never dipped well, below 600 uh, on the show tonight that It's been fantastic. Great comments and gone. great questions. Uh, the show would be nothing without you guys. Have a great week, and uh, we will see you uh, next Friday. Take care.
1: See you, you later. Guys.
2: Thank you.